Hey everybody, welcome to the Soul Food Priest Podcast with Father Ben. It's good to have you. Probably the most recognizable food in France is the baguette, right? And um, some of you may know that they have very strict rules in France to govern how baguettes are made and how they're sold. For instance, they really cannot start making the baguettes in the morning until 4 a.m., and they do this to ensure that they're very fresh. Also, a baguette can only be made with four ingredients, water, salt, yeast, and flour. They cannot add any preservatives, and uh, it is recommended that they only use organic flour. And also, uh, they are not at any point allowed to freeze anything. So in other words, they, they're pretty militant about making sure that it is a high quality. In fact, there's over 35,000 boulangeries in uh, France alone. Okay, that's a lot of bakeries, man. And so um, they're pretty militant about this. And frankly, they should be because it's a staple item. It's kind of like uh, <laughs> apple pie in the United States or brownies or some lasagna or something like that, right? That's pretty American. So for the French, the baguette is kind of the quintessential food item, like a croissant. And um, so they take it very seriously. In fact, they award in Paris every year the best uh, croissant. They award the best baguette. And it's a very coveted prize because I don't have to tell you, man, it's good business. And one of the things that I really appreciate about the French is that when they make a good baguette, if you've ever had a good baguette, you know that it is very crispy on the outside and super airy and light inside. If you've ever seen the movie Ratatouille, right? Um, it's an awesome film. That's one of the things they say, and it's very true. It's, it's, it should sound hollow. So if you're ever making bread and you're wondering, man, is it done? Dude, I, don't, I can't tell is it done. Do you think it's done? It smells great, looks great. Um, tap it on the bottom, see if it's hollow. Um, but uh, Americans, of course, uh, don't get me wrong, I love this country, but they're notorious, notorious for only having prefab baked goods, whether it's a cake, a pie, and especially bread. Okay, This is nothing but a tragedy, especially um, in cities. I mean, this is horrible. And I'm sorry, but it just is. And people say, well, it's easier for you to say, Father, you don't have kids. Okay, granted. That's true. I don't. Um, but, I mean, to make bread with our kids is an awesome thing. Okay, fresh homemade bread out of the oven with butter. Dude, seriously, you cannot get better than this. Make some bread with your kids, all right? It's four ingredients. We can do this. So uh, I mentioned this because as a follow-up to our last podcast on the Eucharist, I mentioned that potatoes and bread are kind of staple items in every culture, just like the Eucharist. In every part of the globe, there is the Eucharist. In every part of the globe. And this is, the Eucharist is what St. Ignatius of Antioch um, called the medicine of immortality. The medicine of immortality. And he took, um, he was uh, one of the disciples of... Um, St. John the Apostle, along with St. Polycarp, and he was an amazing man, Ignatius of Antioch. And so he took uh, St. Peter's place in Antioch as the bishop there. 
and before he himself died in the Colosseum. And so the, the early church fathers, uh, what we call the fathers of the church, going really up until the uh, maybe 6th century, they spoke so much about the Eucharist as really the foundation, everything that we are. If we fast forward to the 16th century in the Council of Trent, many of you know that, for instance, some of our Protestant friends, um, they, they just believe that it's not real. Um, they will sometimes have what they call Holy Communion, but they don't believe it's actually the body and blood of Christ. We do. And in the Protestant Reformation, John Calvin, Ulrich Zwingli, John Knox, for instance, um, certainly Martin Luther, they said, no, 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 it's only a representation. It's just a representation. Whereas we believe, uh, no, it's not a representation. It is a representation of the sacrifice of Christ on the cross. Whereas the Council of Trent said, it said, it is, quote, the unbloody representing of the bloody reality of the cross. The unbloody representing of the bloody reality of the cross. So in other words, when you come to Mass, there's obviously not blood all over the altar, but we actually participate in the one sacrifice of Christ on the cross. And this is very important because we actually enter into um, one with Christ. We are the body of Christ. And this we, we will not really understand all of that importance in this life, but I can guarantee you, once we get to heaven, we will see how beautiful that is. Listen, don't forget to put soul in your food and give food to your soul. God bless you.